Thanks so much to Greg Buck for reading our gospel for us today. When I was a kid, I remember my grandma had a notebook that she would keep in uh, one of the drawers in the living room that was where she would track all of the monthly expenses on all those pages of notebook paper. And as a kid, I was fascinated by this, that she would take this careful time and attention to write down everything that she had spent, what it was on, and the date that she did it. Because of course, at the end of the month, when she got the check account uh, statement, she would make sure that all of those things, all those checks, the cash that had gone out, lined up, matched up with what the bank said. Reconcile her checkbook. She knew the importance of making sure that things were right month in and month out. Isn't it interesting though, that when it comes to so many other aspects of our lives, it is so much harder to make things right, especially on a regular basis, like month to month, especially in our relationships, especially when we have been the ones that have said something or have done something that has caused hurt to the people closest to us. Maybe it's so much harder than just adding and subtracting numbers because it requires us to acknowledge it. It requires us to acknowledge the mistake that we've made. It requires us to acknowledge that we misunderstood or we did something that we regret doing. It requires us to acknowledge it, acknowledge that it caused hurt to the very person that we care about. And it's so much easier to just try to go on, move on, pretend it didn't exist or that it wasn't that big of a deal to try and ignore it. But it isn't really something that can be ignored because it's always just there in the way of that relationship. We have to acknowledge when we mess up. It's an uncomfortable place to be in. It's one that we would much rather avoid. We'd rather be seen as strong, as educated, as, as somebody who is experienced and has wisdom to share, and as somebody that can be respected in this place of honor and authority rather than a place of weakness or embarrassment. The same was true of the people who lived in Jesus and John the Baptist's time too, especially where there was such a high value placed upon honor, honor not only for yourself, but the honor that it would bring to your extended family, or the shame that you could bring upon your entire family by doing anything that was outside of the cultural expectations at that time. To cause shame to come upon your family for generations to come, that was a big deal. And a fair amount of pressure, especially the higher one's position in life. Yet this is the work to which we hear John the Baptist is called, to call people to take a good, hard look within 
honestly to acknowledge where they have strayed, where they have disobeyed and not followed God's ways, but instead have gone their own, where they have made mistakes, where they have hurt others, and most of all, where they have done the very thing that the two humans at the very creation of it all did as well back in the garden where God had given them all that they needed. But they were tricked into thinking that they also needed to be like God. And if we think about it, we get tricked into the same line of thinking each and every day of our lives. If we are not careful, every time, Every time we think we have to have it all figured out. Every time we insist on being right. Every time that we think we know what's right and what's right for others as well. Now here's the slippery slope in all of this. If a child is doing a math problem, where the problem to solve is one plus one equals, and you look down and you happen to see that they have written the number three on their paper, and you say to them, that's not right, the answer's two. It's not three. And in their humanness, and in their vulnerableness, they, argue and deny the truth of the answer that you give to them out of fear, out of fear of being embarrassed, out of fear of the shame that comes in not knowing, in not having the answer that is needed, of looking bad. And they deny the truth that you have given to them. We may very well be right in moments, and yet it can be so hard for others to see that. When in reality, all we want is not to hold it over their heads, not to make them look bad or feel dumb, but we want them to be able to learn and have correct information. And yet it's not how it comes across. And our humanness perceives it as something else. Because early on in life, that child has already picked up on the reality of honor and shame. And they know how each of those two things feel. That when they do something well, they are praised and everyone draws attention to what it is that they have done, and it feels really good. And they wanna keep on feeling that way, which isn't a bad thing. But inevitably, something happens at some point where something doesn't go very well, where they do something without fully seeing all of the impact that it could have 
where they misunderstand what someone's trying to communicate to them, where they make a mistake. And then what happens is that others draw attention to what it is that has been done and they are not gonna let them forget it either. And then inevitably, you end up feeling worthless inside. You end up feeling as if you are good for nothing, as if you have nothing to share, as if you have nothing to contribute, as if you are broken and nobody. And sometimes it might come from the people around you, and sometimes it can even come from ourselves too. When we beat ourselves up about every little thing that didn't go right. And then it happens. It happens most of the time without our even being aware of it. When we try to make ourselves like God. When we try to think that we can be God that we can be perfect like God, that we can know all there is to know just like God, that we won't ever make a mistake, that we won't ever have to acknowledge anything we've done wrong, where we'll just do everything that is good and right and expected. And here's that fine line again. Because just like we know how one plus one equals two mathematically, there are some times when we may also recognize that actions or certain paths in life are not ones that will serve anyone that walks down them well at all. And we default to that human experience of shame, of nakedness before God, and we hold that over ourselves instead of uncomfortably acknowledging it, recognizing our need for God, and then turning again toward God, seeking to be in a right relationship with God. That word is one that means, is what righteous means. It's not about us, being right or morally perfect. It's about us working always to be in relationship with God, not running away when we know we ought to apologize, turning always to this God of ours who gives us every good gift, everything that we need, who wants nothing more for us than to take delight and enjoyment in this life that we've been given, who is always close and who longs for us to want to be close in return, and who recognizes that we don't have all the answers to life's questions, and that sometimes we can't help do and say the things that we do. And so recognizing all that, God sent Jesus his very own son, his heart of his own heart to dwell among us, 
to be our example, to be our guide, to be the light for our way, to make known to us and to our world this message from God. You are my children, my beloved. With you, I am well pleased, period. We belong to God, and we are a part of the body of Christ. We are loved by the Savior of ours who dies so that nothing ever can separate us from God. And like in the creation story, and that refrain after the end of each day and everything that had been made, God looked and saw that it was good. And after humans had been made, God said it was very good. God is pleased because we are God's creation. And it is very good. This is good news, people. So let's pray for the ability to hear God speaking to us. Those powerful words spoken all throughout our scriptures. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid to meet John the Baptist in that wilderness place in the middle of the de desert to acknowledge the things that you need to, to confess before God the things that trip us up, the things that we have been tricked by all of the times in which we have stumbled and made ourselves like God. Instead of who we are, when we have forgotten that we don't have to be God, we can be. God's creation so that we can receive the power of that forgiveness that comes and the second chance that God gives to us to turn around and to go back out and to try again, to try again to be in right relationship, not only with God, but with the people around us so that we can experience the honor that comes when we remember who we are. Not because of our accomplishments or our successes, but when we remember we are beloved of God. And there is no shame in that. Amen.